Welcome back to Tales of Two Bros. I am Angel. I'm Adon. And this is our, what would you call this? Birthday review? We can go with that. All right. Yeah. Uh, so we're here uh, celebrating Adan's birthday. So we're going to be doing a review that was released in 1984. We thought about doing the month of his birthday, but we realized... Nothing good came out that year. Uh, well, that month. But 1984, a lot of great movies came out. And what movie did you think of? The Last Starfighter. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Was that, the, was that the wrong one? No, they actually did have sound effects that were very similar to that. Spoiler alert. So The Last Starfighter, I remember that. That to me was, a, I think is a classic. It is. It falls into the line of pretty much a story where we all imagine one time that we played in the arcades that we get a top score will get rewarded to another level or something like that, something astronomical. Yeah, like the skills you earned in the game will be the skills that you can use in life in some way, even though it's like a, you're playing a, a space shooter game. For the anime fans, they can probably compare it to like a isekai, uh, which is like a character who may have been a gamer or, you know, they, they're a regular person and they get put into another worldly situation where their skills are used in that fantasy or that sci-fi. Basically what Last Starfighter is, is like you got a guy who was really good at an arcade game that no one was good at. All of a sudden he gets like this all-time high score. And then next thing he knows, he gets communicated with that there's going to be a uh, summons for him to compete or be a, a member of the Starfighters. And the fleet, right? The fleet. And, it, and he's like, but I have a home and... They send in basically a body snatcher, like a duplicate clone of him to... Now, granted, we have not seen this movie for several years. Oh, God, yes. We didn't rewatch it to review it. We're going based purely on memory. Pure nostalgia right here. I remember watching The Last Starfighter almost every time I was on HBO. Oh, I remember it on HBO and, and on regular TV. For Star Wars fans... Uh, the Starfighter kind of reminded me of, like, of an X-Wing almost in some right. ways. But it also had a combination for me of Star Wars and Enemy Mine. Bro, funny you mentioned that for the longest time as a kid growing up because I remember Enemy Mine too. That came out, correct me if I'm in the, in the comments, everybody. I want to say Enemy Mine came out the year later. I don't remember when it came out. I just know that was an awesome movie. Mm -hmm. In a sense of it starred Luke Gossip Jr. Mm -hmm. and Dennis Quaid. Fantastic performance. It was just those two guys, yeah. pretty much in the whole majority of the film. And we've seen that kind of story premise on Enemy Mine, where uh, people of opposite tracks, you know, enemies at first became the best of friends. Correct. The reason it was so, uh, such a thing for me uh, was I, as a kid, thought they were uh, like sequels of each other. They, they weren't. The aliens do look freakishly alike and they're two different production companies someone watched uh last starfighter and they're like we need to do this for enemy mind <laughs> right well i can't add it again we don't know which one came first we don't we're not gonna read this again do enough memory not looking on the phone starring in the last starfighter the actor was also the young clark kent in the richard donner superman 
starring Christopher Reeves. He played Clark Kent in Smallville, running by the oh, running. You didn't know that? Yeah, uh, bro, I did not put that together. Yeah, he's the one that was running by the tr the the train and jumps across and kicks the football in the football field, you know, to the next state. Oh, that's him. Oh, wow. But the but the thing is, his voice in Superman was dubbed by Christopher Reeve, for he can have that continuity factor in the sense of even though it's two different actors the voice that's clever but then he stars in this and again we're talking about the premise of star fight uh, the last starfighter where there's only actually one arcade or one video game was it a town or like a mobile home a local community yeah it was a small community it was a very very small community and then the, like he did have like a high school sweetheart right which uh, you essentially have two stories going along you have the story of him interacting with in space mm -hmm. with his new partner and, and like learning to fight and protect the galaxy and all that jazz. And then his clone robot self interacting with his girlfriend. That could be also in a way of the concept of Starman. Yeah, I was thinking with, of that. Like it was Jeff like Bridges. a homage to Starman. Yeah, so I don't know which when that came out in comparison. That was somewhat similar where an alien took over a body of another that was deceased. Yeah, and he's learning. He's learning how it is to be human and the pain and suffering and learning, which is all another great film on his own. Now, do you remember the other, like, do you know who they were fighting? Do you remember who they were fighting? You know, that's funny. I Like, I have an image that pops into my mind, but I feel like it's the image from um, the Hulk Hogan film, Urban Commando. Yeah, well, Urban Commando came out way later. It came out way later, but... Honestly, I don't think they did show images of the enemy. No, I think I think so. There was an enemy, like you know, because they knew about. They also knew about this starfighter because he was supposed to be the one. Yeah, uh, yeah, because he had that the all-time supremus highest score in regards to the game. So they're like, right. he's like the perfect starfighter. Do you have a favorite scene? Because a favorite scene comes into mind for me. Was it when they were spinning? Yes. And you know, funny enough, that was arguably. The most factual scene in a lot of sci-fi space films. Because in space, you don't have a sense of like up, down, left, right. Mm -hmm. You right. just go, you can go in any direction. Mm -hmm. So despite the way the ship is designed, he, he basically does like this whole 360 spin. And like a spinning like a top, but then in all directions to, right. to hit all the targets. It's similar to... Uh, the most recent, I guess, we can compare it to is the Iron Man films, like Iron Man 2 and in Endgame, where, he, where Tony Stark and Rhodey are fighting all the robots uh, in Iron Man 2, and Tony tells Rhodey to duck, and he shoots all his laser around him. Like this, like a, he does yeah. all, he, all he does is a spin. Three, yeah, but imagine doing that. And all accesses. So for me as a kid, I'm like, I didn't see that before. Like watching Star Wars, you don't see that. You see them no. fly in a the line. They take angles, turns, they do whatever. But watching this, I was like, oh, wow, you could do that? But was and, this really cool? Because they're all bombarded. It was just him. And his, and his co-pilot, right? Right, it was his co-pilot. But I'm just saying, it was just the, the ship. They're surrounded by a fleet. He's like, I'm going to have to do the special move. He's like, what? <laughs> was it because all the others were done? Because... Oh, why was he the last starfighter? It was because the his fleet got bombarded and got attacked. I think so. I think they because they were using it as a way to uh, recruit because they were right. losing. They were losing really, 
Right. And and then um, so he's the last starfighter because uh, he was the last recruit they were, they were doing before this like final hurrah mission. If mm-hmm. I if I remember correctly on that. So that's why they call it the last starfighter. Is that he was the last one to be recruited. I thought he was the last starfighter because he was actually the last starfighter. I think by the end of the film, he was the actually last one because, right. like, remember they gave him a choice: like he could go home or he can continue the battle. Right. No, but what I'm saying is, like, on that scene when he's does this, this by that point, Spinneroni, his fleet or the fleet that was the the defending fleet, whatever you want to call it, was about to take off. Mm-hmm. And fight the enemy aliens, and I think they got bombarded. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Why? And then I think that led to towards the end. It was like the, one of the major climactic scenes. Because, it definitely was a, a memorable scene, right? And then co-pilot, his reaction from doing that just like was icing on the cake for all the excitement and action that was happening. Well, because throughout the movie, he was like learning Earth slang, but it was mm-hmm. like the cliche he was slightly off with the slang. Right, we've seen that with other films too. Yeah, right? who who did that? Oh, the Swordsman. Oh, and the Hawkeye series. Like, yeah, Hawkeye, yeah. He'll say things just a little bit off because of a you know, English being a second language. And then I remember at the end, he comes home because everyone's his family, his girlfriend are all wondering like what happened. He comes in as the hero. It's like a big entrance too. Universe. Like they don't even bother hiding the fact that he was in space at this point. Because before, remember, it was like all in the download. No one knew. No. And one then knew. when he returns, like. Literally lands the spaceship in the Are middle. Are you sure of no one knew? Did someone know? Like the brother, the brother or the girlfriend? No, girlfriend found out. She found out because remember she was trying to figure out what was going on with the boyfriend. Right. And then she eventually found out. I think the sibling maybe because he did have a sibling. Granted, the last time I saw this movie may have been over ten years ago. Nineteen eighty four was a great year for a lot of good movies. Just so happened, April of eighty four was not. But, but there's also a lot of bad movies too because. For those who are the younger generation, there was a, a lot of movies that came straight to DVD that you didn't find. They didn't know well, about. Well, VHS so for those back then. Yes, I'm sorry. You're correct. VHS. We didn't have DVD then. Where you had the, you only knew about it if you actually went to your local video store, like a Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Or Technically, something similar. this was before Blockbuster too. Back then, it was a treat to go. It was to al- the video store. Yeah, it was almost as as much as a treat as going to the movie theater or drive-in. Because right. when you go to the video store, one, there was way more to choose from. And then usually you can walk out with one or two, and then you get your candies and stuff. And then you, you're like, I can rewatch this multiple times, get right. my kick out of it. So it was had, a good time. You could, you could bring it the next day, or you had like a three-day time limit to, to watch it. And then like say it was like me, mom, and dad, like I'll get a movie, dad will get a movie, and mom will get a movie, and then we'll take turns watching it. Yeah. I've been wanting to buy The Last Starfighter and I just keep forgetting when it goes on sale because right now they have it on uh, either movies anywhere or Vudu. Yeah, I would want to buy it as a stream because I feel like that's something that I have it on DVD, which I probably do have it on DVD, but it's in my archive of DVDs, so I'm not going to go hunting for it. But if it's on my stream and I'm like in the mood, I will put Star- Last Starfire on. I feel like yeah. I would. And I want to see if it still holds up. One of my friends, he does production and he does directing. Mm-hmm. And somehow in that conversation, we brought up Last Starfighter. And this was like what? Last Starfighter. Okay, thank you. <laughs> this was over a year ago we had that conversation. I remember this. He, he agrees. That will translate well today. No, what I'm, what I'm saying is not to redo. Well, no, that was just a conversation we had. Right. 
But like, movies, it would be a movie that I think would translate well as a remake. But for me, uh, like, there's some movies that they should never, ever remake. And then happens some movies where they do a remake and... Bring something new to the table. Something new actually to the table. Case in point, and everybody probably will get this reference, Ghostbusters. Okay. They, they, uh, they were like, oh, it's like an Elseworlds. I'm like, bro, that's a remake. The female uh, version. The female version. Right. So I watched Ghostbusters. And I'm pretty open about a lot of stuff. I don't care that there were females. It's just that the the humor of it, the style, just didn't hit for me. And, and the pacing. But I watched the Afterlife, Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. I thought that was fantastic. I enjoyed it. And so... That one honors the original. Exactly. And then I rewatched the original, and I compared the original to the remake to the, the, the sequel. I'm like, okay, the remake... Is a completely different film. If I'm comparing the two, it's going to lose every time. If I'm keeping this as a standalone film, I'm personally still not a fan of it, but it's his own take. In this case, leave what's not broken alone. Don't uh, redo it. Last Starfighter, I, I, I am wondering now, as we're talking about it, like, does it still hold up? That's what I want to find out, in a sense. Because that's like, like when we watch Best of the Best. Watch that review, by the way. When we watch Best of the Best... I still have to, do that I still have to edit that review. We've done that whenever, several months ago. Whenever it comes out. That movie has a completely different feel watching now than it did then. I, see, for me, yeah, I disagree. Again, that was a movie that was supposed to be in the theaters, but was more appropriate for direct-to-video. Yes, true. Last Starfighter was a, came out in the movies, but I want to see again, like... Is it still that movie theater-worthy experience? And from what I remember, yes, but it, does that still hold true? Yeah. And what we found humorous or what we appreciate or liked back then, will it be still the same? Case in point, Flash Gordon. I'm sorry. Today, I cannot. I remember watching it with Kim, and a lot of times we just looked at each other, what is this crap? <laughs> so I know there's people like Seth MacFarlane, that hold theirs to it. For me, I just like the acting, the special effects, the quality of the film was day standards garbage. Now, granted, you have the soundtrack from Queen. You have the side characters who are awesome. And then, yeah, the side characters what made that movie, really. And, well, that and Ming. He was an awesome villain. He was an awesome villain, borderline racist, but... Well, that's the villain. <laughs> uh, oh, the character, yes. Yeah, the character portrayal of him. Right. But that's another review. And and all honestly, like I know people that like Flash Gordon, okay. but for different reasons too, because they they will tear into the film and they like it for how bad it is. Oh yeah, that I mean, that, yeah, yeah, that's a whole different feel. Sometimes it's like it's so bad, it, it's so bad, it's good. Exactly. But for me, I just I, I cannot watch it here. I want to see it. I want to see if it can bring back my childhood, like other movies have done, like Star Wars or mm -hmm. things of that nature. Yeah, Star Wars is a good one that does hold up. That, yes. The New Hope. Right, the original trilogy. Yeah. That always holds up. It's nostalgia, but it's still good storytelling, good pace, great characters, original how it was presented. But from all that we're talking, is it worth watching? I, I mean, the way that we're talking about it, I'm going to say yes. Now, after we watch it, That's that, might change. <laughs> that might change. That may Based change. Based on nostalgia and discussion. And memory. I think, and memory, yeah. I'm going to say it's worth watch. Absolutely. What about worth the money? Well, we did talk about probably buying it. So yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm. I mean, 
definitely on sale. I'm not going to buy a full price for it now. I doubt that will be in like 4K. It will probably be like 1080. I would definitely purchase it, be it streaming though. Unless there is a behind the scenes. You are a sucker for the bonus material. I am the sucker for that. And sometimes what they'll do, like to resell or to get more money out of the product, they'll do the movie just with the musical score. Mm. So you're watching a music video, if you will. I don't remember the musical score of that movie. Either way, it was back in the 80s, there was a lot of cheesy music, like not unlike today. A lot of synthesizer music and stuff like that. Yeah, unlike today where you have like like pop stars or well-known musical artists being in, being in the, the movie, the soundtrack, or high-level composers like Hans Zimmer, John Williams, Danny Elfman. Mm-hmm. Like those high-level composers, they'll do that. But I don't think back in the 1980s, especially 80 to 85, it was very, let's just get the mu- let's get music, let's get someone just to do it. And there's this case yeah. in point, uh, Karate Kid. Also came out in the year of my birth, 84. But that music was like no real big stars. Now Karate Kid 2, you have Peter yeah. Cetera. Oh, you had, you had Bananarama and that one song, oh, Cruel Summer. Rocky. Rocky, the first movie, didn't have any iconic songs that were like really Not, that big. But except for the, that one, the theme. I thought that came out in the second one. The Eye of Tiger? No, no, that's the third. Eye of Tiger was in the third? Yes. But the Flying High now was the, the main theme for Rocky 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. And then Rocky 4, there was all these other big bands coming in. They were up-and-comers, what have you. It was like, uh, they, they were reaching for that. But I think that was a, for your birthday celebration and going back to memory lane in the year you were born, I think the last Starfighter was a great choice. When you brought it up, I was like, oh, hell yeah, let's do a review on that. I just wish we watched it beforehand to get a little better, uh, proper review. Well, this gives an insight to like, kind of like how, like all my other entertainment things I look at. Last Starfire had sci-fi action, mm-hmm. a little bit of comedy. It was a normal kid, for the lack of a better term. There was nothing really you know, outrageous about him. And he was just like picked because he was really it, good it, at it, it, what he loved. Again, it goes with that storyline or the story premise of a kid in a small town yeah. that wants something more out of his life. Mm-hmm. Where did we watch that before? What review did we had re- re- uh, somewhat recently that captured that? Wait, it wasn't Morbius. No, definitely not Morbius. <laughs> Kid so, in small town. Want something more out of his life. Uncharted? Not, Uncharted, not Uncharted. It's on Netflix. You recommended it to me. Oh, it's Troll Hunters. Troll Hunters. Yes. So there's a you know that there's an anime of, feel to it. What does? Last Starfighter. Well, that, that's why I mentioned the Isekai. Unintentionally. But a lot of stories it. repeat the same premises. How it's presented it makes it different. It yeah. makes it stand out. You have those love stories. You have that. I must get revenge for my family. The, yep. I want to be something more than I am. There's there's something more out there. It's kind of which falls is also into, new hope. Yes, yes. Luke Scott. Yes, Luke. He wanted something more. He was a, a kid on a, a moisture farm. All right. I think that is it, guys. Thank you for watching and listening. If you have seen the Last Starfighter, please share with us what you thought about it. Did you like it or not like it? And also let us know what you would think uh, like for us to review. What was part of your year? When you were born, that was that stood out to you. Was it like for him? Was it the last Starfighter? For me, which is a lot further away. Ancient, ancient times. Did they uh, have color back then? Honestly, uh, there was a lot of good movies in the, that time frame. There was and a lot of also good movies that came out on my birthday. In his defense, 
on the month of June, there is a lot of good movies that if you go down history that will uh, did come out his you month. You know what pops in my head right now? Speed. Really? That came out on my birthday. I will never forget that because I remember seeing it on billboards or buses driving by. Speed. Keanu Reeves. Sandra Bullock. June 10th. Morbius came out in my month. I don't want to count that one. Well, technically what came out was Sonic 2. Ooh, but I didn't see that one yet. Yes, we have not. And I would like to see that just to get a review because I did enjoy the first one. First one was entertaining. Granted, it goes as a little cliche too. It kind of reminds me of the guy who wants something bigger out of his life. He's a small town and he. But he's a hedgehog. He oh, wait, no, the other guy. No, he meets the hedgehog. Yeah, that, no, I was thinking you were talking about the hedgehog and it was actually the sheriff. Right, the sheriff. But also, something like that, Masters Universe with Dolph Lundgren. That came out in April? No, no, no. I don't know when that came out, but that premise in there where you have these, this couple, the Courtney Cox and her boyfriend. Yeah, that's true. And then they're in a small town. Nothing's really happening. People from another universe, another planet, what have you, come and bombard and they got to defend the town and then team up with this He-Man and Tila yeah. and Men at Arms and that little troll. One of my favorite so characters in that movie was the, detec the, the detective. He always played a tough guy. The little guy with the, like a... The he was either a... He, he was either Napoleon a... Compress, yeah. Napoleon... Uh, complex. Complex. He was either a detective or a teacher. He's usually right. always one of those two things right. in, in a movie. So maybe we should, we should do that. We've done the Master of the Universe's uh, Netflix series. Yeah. We've done that. So maybe we should do that because we do refer to it on those reviews. And see if that holds up. That has a lot of funny history when you look back at the uh, the creation of it, too. Of uh, the original? Because the it was by the Cannonball Production Company. They were just shooting out. Cannonball? A, a, a cannon, cannon. Cannon. Well, you can uh, say Cannonball because they were just shooting stuff out. They pretty day. much were. And they were like they needed the rights for a lot of the other stuff. And there's actually a movie based on like how they were producing movies. Oh, wow. And so they made more flops than they did successes. Well, because they just believe, like, let's get it out there. But they've done a lot of good movies, too. But the ratio was really bad. But again, that's a discussion for another that's time. Like a, yeah, that's a documentary series, uh, a documentary movie that was all about that. All right, guys, that is it for us. Thank you for watching and thank you for listening. Until next time, we'll be the next time. I am Angel. I'm Adon. Happy birthday, bro. Love you. Love you, too.